Okay, good evening. I just remember this moment, actually, and had I remembered it earlier, I would have uh, put the clip and got it ready. But there's a moment at the end of the Avengers film, and because I have an 11-year-old boy, I have to watch these action movies now. They're quite good, fortunately. But there's a moment at the end of the Avengers film when one of the... Um, <laughs> It would have been much easier to show you this than trying to explain it. But one of the characters is like a, a, a god from where's Thor from? El's not here. Where's El when I need her? Asgard. One of the, the baddie is one of the gods from Asgard. And all the way through, he's trying to gain power and take over the earth. And he's going to be the best of the best. And, of course, the Avengers are like Captain America and Thor and whoever else, whoever else. And then there's the Hulk, you know, the merely massive big green guy. And at the end, Loki is nearly defeated. And he stands and he says, you can't mess with me. He said, I am a god. And the Hulk, who's the massive green guy, picks him up, goes, dum, 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 and goes, throws him across and goes, puny god. And um, it's a great moment in a film. But all I've been thinking about today is the fact that sometimes we can forget and somehow believe we have a puny god a teeny tiny little non-powerful God. And I really want to talk to you tonight about um, reminding us that we have a very, very powerful, powerful presence, being, that we're part of, as we heard last week, that there's something that has been placed within us that is incredibly potent, powerful, every single word you can think of. And yet sometimes we live like um, he's a puny God. And I want to start by reading um, 2 Timothy 1, just this short passage, and then I'm going to share some thoughts with you about it. And I have props tonight. I'm sorry, props are exciting, so you can look forward to props. Um, is it up? Lovely. I, Paul, it says Paul, and oh, that's not an I, it's a number one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it looks the same. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, so this is a letter to someone, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Shout out to Eunice. Woo! Um, I left that in just for you. And I am persuaded is in you also. Right, this was the key bit. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now, it was interesting that Beth referred to sort of being stirred, didn't she? And I mean, you may have been stirred watching that video and with other things you've heard tonight because I love that idea that somehow we have to be stirred up sometimes to bring out of us the stuff that's inside. Now, I noticed a number of things. I noticed how encouraging this letter begins. So he's invested something in this person, Timothy, and he, having invested it, he wants to see it become the very best it can possibly be. And how many of you know, can think of people that you have invested something into over the years, not just in a, in a spiritual context, it, it can be in any context, it can be your children, your family, your friends, people at work. And don't you desire when you've deposited something in people to see that 
come out and blossom and become all it needs to be. Um, And he urges Timothy to stir up this gift that has somehow been given to him. Because being in receipt of a gift is wonderful, um, but if it gets locked in a cupboard, it doesn't do a fat lot, does it? And so it's in the application of it that it becomes, it becomes whole. Now, our new focus for this year, which you will have heard already, I'm sure, is our LAFD squared, which, again, is just trying to help you be able to hang your hat on something and, and make it memorable for you. So this idea that we have been loved, we have been accepted, we have been forgiven, there has been stuff done now for us on our behalf, gifted to us, that makes so much possibility exist for each one of us. But it's now in the application of that that there's going to be an empowerment that comes from our lives that enables us to pay it forward, as you've heard all about. Now, He talks in here as well how God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's quite apparent, isn't it, what holds us back from those three things. Because somehow we get on us a spirit or a vibe or a feeling of of fear, and we forget that actually what we've got within us is incredible love, incredible power. And this idea of a sound mind is just this idea of sort of knowing how to think about things. We've got that sense in which we can process, we can handle, we can, we can think. And I have had times in my life where I have not had a sound mind, where my head's all, all screwy. And it's horrible, isn't it? Because you can't function. And a lot of that is rooted in fear. Now, within us, there is something within each of us to stir up. And when we talk about someone stirring, it tends to be a kind of negative word, didn't it? Oh, so-and-so was really stirring. We understand that it is possible for things to be stirred in a negative sense. But I also believe that it's brilliant when we stir things up in each other in a very positive sense, when we go out of our way to encourage each other and stir up and say, I see something in you that's brilliant. I see something in you that's powerful. I see something in you that's great. And you're constantly stirring each other's up in the positive sense. Now, stir means this, to kindle up, to inflame one's mind. It makes you think of sort of coming alight and coming alive, doesn't it? And waking up. Strength and zeal. Now, I would like to think just for a minute of moments in your life where you have felt stirred, where you felt stirred, um, stirred somehow to action, stirred to faith, um, moved maybe by what you've seen, which within you have thought, oh, I want to just hold on to this and now do something with what I've just felt, altered by a conversation or an event or a realisation, And we've heard already tonight about moments because haven't we all, I hope we've all had moments in our lives that have somehow marked something. You know, if you were to sort of do a time, I'm 40 this year. (gasps) And it feels very weird. But if I was to do a timeline, thanks, Jen. If I was to do a timeline of sort of 40 years where the number sounds too big, I don't feel that, I feel 12. But if... I was to do a sort of timeline. You wouldn't have every single minute marked on it, would you? You would have moments, and some of them would be your saddest moments, because they're there, aren't they, on that timeline of life. You remember those moments, because you just do. But there'd also be these moments where you knew you made a decision, or you had a conversation, or a moment where you set a direction for your life that you know would appear on that timeline. So I'm going to pause, 
And I genuinely want you to think of moments for you where that has been your moments. I'm going to pause so you can do that. I'd love to know what they all were. I wish I could read all your mind. But um, now I believe in a Jesus who, does, who is interested in connecting to our moments. I do. I've, I've had enough of them in my life to believe that it exists and it is real. I think as in any relationship, you don't always go around on Clyde and I'm going, woo You know that when you... When you're married, close your ears. You know, like when you're married, sometimes it's like, yay, this feels great. Another time it's like, well, we're married. Is that just me, love? <laughs> no. It's a, you know what I mean? In any friendship or relationship, there's times when you're sort of, you're feeling it, and it's great. And other times, it's not that there's a problem. It's just you're getting on with life, aren't you? And I'm not saying that we all walk around on cloud nine and go, oh, you know, Jesus. Jesus, I'm feeling me all the time. Because I don't actually think that... We necessarily do like that, but there's moments, isn't there? And I hope each of you have got those moments. And if you haven't had a moment like that, there might well be an opportunity for you to have a moment like that tonight. Now, a little bit like lightning hitting, there's got to be these moments where somehow, like when you're plugging into an electric socket, somehow or other, something stirs within us to bring out that, that power and to remind us that it's there and to remind us that it works. Now, in Jesus, I've lost my place, one second. I believe in a Jesus who connects, like lightning hits, in a Jesus whose spirit empowers us and equips us. So even in the darkest moment, there's a kind of hope, isn't there, that all things are going to work together to good, that somehow or other, even when we're mourning, he can turn that into dancing, that there's something sparking within us. Now, this isn't just spiritual mumbo-jumbo, because like I say, we have it with each other. We have moments where you just know that it's significant. I was driving to my auntie's house last Sunday with Daniel and we just started having a conversation that was just one of those conversations and you knew it was a conversation that was important you knew it was a conversation that was gonna you just ended up having one of those conversations that you just have with someone and you know that that's a defining moment and those things are vital for us to move forward now what I want to do tonight is share a barrier with you that I think stops us having these moments um, and it's not my thought, I've stolen it, and some of you will have seen this thought before, and you've heard it here before, but I actually felt like it was, very, it was really timely to remind you of it tonight, because I, to I want to remind you about rolling the scroll. Who already knows what I mean? Some of you will. Because we tend to live life in a very cumulative way, like a snowball. You start with a little snowball, and if you kept rolling it, it would become a massive snowball, presuming there's enough snow. And then you have this massive thing that you then can't shift. And we live life in this very um, cumulative way. So we gather thoughts, we gather attitudes, we gather experiences, we gather beliefs, and we get full of this stuff that we heave around. But there's a problem with it. So I need my two beautiful assistants. Give them a round of applause. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Vote of confidence. Let's see how this goes then. <laughs> right, I'm going to move this. It's pro I told you there was props. It's very exciting. I'm sure when you saw it before, there was, might have been this big, really fancy props. I've just literally got a piece of paper. Now, <laughs> sorry. Now, imagine, okay, that this here... You know, like they used to read scrolls in old-fashioned times, so you wouldn't have your book or your Kindle. I mean, you know, 
be like, you surely all have books still, I think. But someone would come and sort of would open up the scroll like this. This is going to go so bad wrong because I have teeny tiny Muppet hands. But it's going to like this. And they'd say, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I decree whatever they do on the scroll. Now, imagine... This is, I haven't practiced this bit. It's going to be very apparent. Now, imagine if... So that's what's going on. Imagine that re representing um, a day in your life. Okay? So can you all agree that if we handle our days one at a time, you can normally handle it pretty well? Now, Caleb is going to represent the past. Are you older than Connor? Are you younger? Okay, Connor is going to represent the past because otherwise that doesn't work for me. So, <laughs> Connor, stand here. It's not ordered enough, I'm sorry. You hold that. Okay, now, imagine that... Connor, I want you to walk that way and unravel it and take it with you. I was going to write things on here, but you'll see why it doesn't work. Keep going. Keep going, Connor. Now, imagine that we live life... Don't fall off the stage. <laughs> now, if I have the whole of my past unraveled, that I'm trying to handle and work out what happened, how did that happen? Where am I going? What was all that about? You know how we do. Can you handle, can I handle that alone? I can't hold it, can I? So sometimes what happens in life is God's spirit and power is there going, stirring us up, going, hear me. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It says, I've got something for you today. When you woke up this morning, I had a plan for me and you today, and it was going to be exciting. There was going to be opportunities for you to pay it forward. There was going to be people coming across your path, and you are my exact representation of kingdom for this today. But instead of being able to hear that, because I'm trying to resolve what someone said to me last week, what happened, what was going on, all this, all this and the other, because I'm trying to work out how to fix stuff I did wrong, or just, you know, all that stuff that happened even five minutes ago, I'm like this, right, I'm going to attempt this now. <laughs> but I'm literally like this, walking through my day like this. Now, if God calls me to anything today, can I handle it? There's just no way. Right, hold that then. Are you ready? It's going to get worse. Connor represents the future. Here you go, Connor. You're Caleb, okay? Caleb represents the future. Go on, Caleb. Don't fall off the stage. This is fun using props. I'm going to do this every time. Right, here it goes. This is me in my today. But go on, keep going. It's a long piece of paper. Okay, now. So this is me here. This is the day I'm living. This is the day God's calling me and he's saying, Jenny, come on. Come on, let's pay it forward today. Let's be LEFT squared. Come on. And I'm there going, well, I can't go because I'm... Right, hang on. This is going to be comedy now. Are you ready? Right. right, so I've got this lot I'm holding. Now, I'm also really worrying about the future. Right. So, now, so I'm now... I mean, I'm a mess, aren't I? And this is, this is not tidy. This distresses me. Hold that again. Right? So here we go. You hold that. So can you very visually see um, why some of you are struggling? Seriously. Because I can see why I've struggled for too long over too many things. This is why, and look at it, this is why some of you are finding that life isn't quite working for you. Now, it might not be, I'm not saying 
Sometimes you hear things like that and you think, well, I'm not sad, I'm quite happy. This can be, you can be happy living like this. Because actually, you can get to the point where you think, ah, I've got it all sorted. I, am, I know what I'm doing. I am making sure that I think through every single implication of everything that's going to happen for the next 10 years of my life. And I'm putting my plans in place. And I'm doing that over here. And I'm also making sure that no one ever hurts me again. No one ever lets me down again. That I don't ever trust myself to anybody else again. And I'm all right. Thanks very much. But is there any room for anything to actually... How are you going to pay it forward? How are we going to pay it forward? Right. Now... Here's the test. Can you roll it in for me? Very good, Connor. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> right, now, what's supposed to, what we might come to, keep going, because I'm, I'm, this is today. Now, what we might come to, oh, it's not neat, is it? This is really doing my OCD, the wonders this is. I'm in today and I'm empowered to handle it. Right. Now, oh, that's really untidy, Connor. You're a disappointment. Now, <laughs> thanks. You may sit down. You may leave because it's not tidy enough. Thank you. Very good. Big round of applause, Connor. Right. Right. It's here. Now, say if I get to the point where I manage to actually get, do you know what? I get that my past is forgiven. I get that I'm now awake to a new realization. I get that actually whatever's gone on, I can't go back and change that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my past to actually propel me forward. I'm going to literally say everything that I've been up to that, that's going to feed into my future. Is there still a problem? Would we all agree there's still a problem? Even if you get to the point, and this is so important for some of you tonight, it's important for me, and it's also important for some of you, if you get to the point where you have resolved that stuff, but then you still have too much of that unraveled, there is still a problem. So, right, are you ready? See if you can do a better job than him. He's going to roll his bit in now. Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> oh, this hurts. I'm free, I'm in power. What are you doing? Oh. This Thank you. <laughs> Look at that. Thanks, Caleb. You may leave. Right. Can you use your imagination and just... We could make this all figurative that life's messy, can't we? But it's just upsetting. Right. Now, just imagine that that's neat now. <laughs> just imagine. Oh, boys. Boys, you're killing... Right. What you're supposed to do... <laughs> I cannot do anything with this now. Right. What we are supposed to do is live in one day, and then if this had worked, sort of move forward one day at a time. But that's useless now. I'm going to put that down now. Thank you very much, boys. Right. Now, the point is, let me move this back. The point is quite visible from what you have just seen. And that is that we can worry so much about the future as much as we can worry about the past. And that will be equally as destructive 
to us. Because I'm not saying that you don't have to plan for the future. I'm not daft. And I'm not saying that stuff from the past hasn't affected us. But what I'm saying is that all of that becomes... And when, when Ant spoke about this years ago, we had this. he talked about how it was all framed by the Word of God. And it was wonderful. And somewhere in our archives, somewhere, there's all the, the actual... <laughs> all the verses. And he can add those in himself. But it's this idea that within the day that we have got... If we will bring everything that's got us to here, feed that into now, and move in paying it forward, get back that sense in which we start to trust again. And sometimes you can look round and you, we think, oh, but what about that and what about that? And I can't see how that's going to work. And I can't see how that's going to happen. And that's going to be a problem. And this isn't going to get sorted. And this, this, this and the other. And we then can't, there's no room to be called. Now, you are free to live like that. But I don't think that works us all living like that, because I think it stops how well we can connect with each other. Because how can you be connecting with someone when you're holding all that much stuff and you've got all that much going on? Now, if I'm so busy surviving, there's no room to be stirred up and inspired because I've already got enough on my plate. And I, that's, they're the words, aren't they? My plate, me, mine, what I'm trying to deal with, what's my stuff. And this can also be for very happy, fulfilled people. I've gone for the whole going for your career thing. And you can also be very, very busy um, building your own success story. I'm pursuing this. I'm just, whew, I'm just climbing the ladder and I'm going to be fantastic. And this is going to be really fulfilling and really exciting. And I don't have time right now to be doing this, that and the other because I'm finding happiness over here. So please don't think I'm saying that this is just... For those of you who might be feeling sad, we can be as preoccupied with building our own kingdoms when if we're going to respond to the call of God on our life, we're building his kingdom, his kingdom, his righteousness. We've said, right, I'm going to trust that if I seek first your kingdom and what you're on with, anything I need, you're going to sort, you're going to sort out. You're going to sort out for me. Now, LAFD remains a singular dimension when it becomes something as well that we somehow try to do retrospectively. So if we think, yes, I'm going to love, accept, I'm going to forgive or whatever, the, the time when that is alive is now. It, it is actually the most potent and the most powerful and the most dynamic when it is done now. Because it's very easy, isn't it, to be in a conversation with someone where you get, you handle it really badly and then afterwards you think, oh, Oh, that was a real opportunity there where I could have been really loving and forgiving and I missed that. Oh, next time I'll do that better. But both of those things are either located in what you wish you'd done in the past or what you hope to do in the future. Whereas ideally, if we can get to the point where we're tuned in and connected and believing in the spirit that is in us connected to the power of God, ideally in that moment we'll get a little ding, ling, 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 ling. This moment now, this one right now, when this person's winding you up, when this person's getting on your nerves, when this thing's not making you happy, when this moment right now is your opportunity to, to add my dimension to this thing, to actually do this now. And that's when it becomes powerful. In Matthew 6, Jesus tells us not to worry about tomorrow. Anyone learn how to do that all the time yet? Um, don't fuss about, he says, don't fuss about what you will wear or what you will eat. And these don't tend to be our concerns, do they, in Western 
culture in the same way. But think of what your equivalents are, the things you're fussing over. Do not be anxious. Do not be troubled with cares. Or listen to this one, to seek one's own interest. And he's saying, don't be always seeking your own interest all the time. Don't, don't go there because it's not helpful to you. Um, Anth taught last week about connecting with heaven, which is God's version of the immediate present. It's that sense in which you think, this is my version of today, but what's his version of today? And it's exciting. And also, Joel last week talked about sonship. Romans 8 says that creation waits for the sons of God to be revealed. That's that's huge. Somehow or other, the earth is waiting for for us to be um, revealed. And we can sometimes think, oh, well, you know, the power of God just needs to come down from heaven and this and this and this. What if it's waiting for, what if we're it? What if we are the body of Christ and we are now his representations on earth? And what if it's waiting for me and for you? And we're all walking around with our four meter long pieces of paper bumping into each other, issues and getting all tangled up all over the place. And if we'd only roll in some of that stuff and, and, and be present and connected, we, we are revealed. We, we are revealed to the world. Jesus had to navigate some things in his life um, to walk in power. In Luke 4, it talks about how Jesus was led full of the Holy Spirit into the desert. He talks about how he was tempted and tested. And it, it, Go home and read it in Luke 4, and there's other versions of it in, in the other Gospels. Um, and he basically had to navigate what he was going to believe about the things in his life. And he had to, he, there was question marks over what he was believed was going to provide for his life. Where was he going to get, who was going to be his source? What was going to be his source? And he had to make those decisions. How was he going to apply God's principles to that, his life? When those moments came, what was he going to do in those moments? How was he going to approach his life? And what was he going to put first within that call on his life? Was it going to be his own comfort? Was it going to be ways in which he could make it happen? Or was it going to be something else? And I, I believe we still all have those choices to make about our own lives. What do we believe is our source? What principles are we going to stand for? And what are we going to put first in our moments? But his conclusions, it says he came out in the power of the Spirit. So the conclusions he came to empowered him in his life. And it occurred to me, I thought, are the conclusions that I'm coming to in my life about all that stuff, because I have mine, all that stuff, are the conclusions I am coming to, conclusions that empower me to then love accept, forgive, and do for others, and pay it forward, and contribute to making the world a a better and kinder place to be? Are they the conclusions I come to in my moments of testing? Or are the conclusions that you have come to today within the scroll of your life, are they actually enabling you to justify distancing yourself, feeling offended, feeling critical, or not even we think of those as negatives, but even simply, are the conclusions you're coming to in your life right now just enabling you to be self-absorbed 
enabling you to get just lost in yourself. Because I think that this is incredibly helpful. Not judgmental, not condemnatory. This is helpful because if you sit there now and you can honestly look at yourself and say, actually, I have become very self-absorbed and there's not a lot left over in me to want to give to other people. And I've, I've been there loads of times. I've been there. You're thinking, oh, I'm making this all about me. And you think, okay, right. I've clearly got too much of this scroll unrolled. I've got to come to the conclusion that my past cannot go back and change, that I've got to roll all that in and be here now and use that to propel me forward. And I have got to decide that instead of me kidding myself that I can control my future, I can make it happen, I can avoid any pain, I can make sure I'm out of the way before anything bad happens, or whatever it is, or I can make sure I'm climbing my ladder and it's all going to work perfectly. I am going to get back to a position of trust. And then once you've sort of rolled yourself back in, you can stand and say, right, okay, now empower me, now connect me back to my source, and I'm here and I'm now available, and I'm going to need your help, but if I'm going to believe in your power, I'm going to trust you, come on, let's do something. And then that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, does the God you have come to believe in right now still have power to create moments for you? Or is he puny God? Does he still have power to create moments through you? Or is he too small for that now? Um, and I forget that sometimes when my scrolls unravel, sometimes from here to the other end of the country. But then I wake up and remember again that for all my doubts sometimes, I still believe, I believe right now that God is in me and that I, his power can work through me. And I believe that for all of you. I still think that's true. I still think that's true. That's I know it is. So if we don't know what the future holds and we can't change our past, you're left with something quite simply that says, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. We can't say, there I'll be, send me when I get there, or there I was. It doesn't, neither of those work. You're just left with, here I am, um, send me. And I know that to a great extent, we've sort of moved away from these moments where we sort of invite Jesus into our heart, because in doing that, sometimes what you can communicate to people is that he wasn't there before which, again, we can talk further about that, but there are sort of all kinds of implications if you start saying that. Um, but sometimes it can be very helpful to have a moment that marks the receipt of something, like when someone gives you an engagement ring. You're normally committed before that point, usually, <laughs> um, but when someone gives you the engagement ring, it, it's, a, it's a token, it's a marker that says, yeah, we have received something, we are doing this, this is happening. And for some of you tonight, in a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to, have, to mark a moment in time that says, do you know what, I do believe I have received something. I do believe I have received something. And this is the moment where I am going to recognise what I have received, because it's important that I do that. Um, and for others of you tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to mark a moment that says, I'm going to roll my scroll I'm going to take all that stuff I'm fretting about the past and I'm going to take that stuff where I'm worrying about the future because I can't control or change any of it and it's not doing me any good. And right now I'm going to connect and commit to connect as best I can each day with heaven's version and be part of a movement of paying it forward a step at a time and, and connecting with that power. Romans 1, 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
for it is the power of salvation for everyone who believes. And when I looked up that word power, it, it reads like this. I am not ashamed of the good message, it's good news, remember, for it is the force, miraculous power, ability, abundance, meaning, might, strength into salvation for everyone who puts faith or trust in it, which I think sounds great. And don't hear in that, or who might be excluded, you know, um, hear in that um, what it needs to stir in you. Because are you going to trust this? Are you going to trust that in you there is a force, a miraculous power, an ability, an abundance, meaning, might, and strength? <sighs> I like that. Um, and this is not always about you feeling it. It's about will you Will you trust in something bigger than you? Um, and will you be part of making some moments for other people out of that? So what I would like you to do, if you're willing, is I'd like you to sort of bow your head and close your eyes, um, if you would. I'm going to pray and I'm going to give some of you opportunity to mark a moment because marking moments is incredibly helpful to sometimes put your stake in the stand or whatever you want to call it and say, yeah, this is going to be my moment that I'm going to refer to and remember I did this. So if there are some of you in here tonight who are still not sure that you have received in your heart the love and acceptance and forgiveness and that sense of what has been done for you in reconnecting you to Father God. And you want to mark a moment that says, you know what, I am going to accept that, almost that engagement ring on your finger. Or I ever want to say that you're going to mark a moment where you know, do you know what, I am going to believe tonight that I have received that and that this now is a moment where um, I can connect in my heart with a power outside of myself that can stir me up to a new day. If that's the moment you want to mark right now, just raise your hand in the air. No one's looking, no one will see. But it might be a really important moment for you tonight. God, I want to thank you for everyone in here tonight who has marked a moment with you to say that they believe that you are there and that they receive you in their hearts to stir up something within them for a new expression from this day forward. And for others of you in here, you know you've got your scroll so far unrolled um, and you know that's you. You just know when you saw it on stage, you think that is me and you want to commit to roll that in to trust again, to let go where you need to let go. And if you want to mark that moment tonight, you too, if you want to raise your hand and just mark a moment and say, God, that's me, um, that can be helpful for some of you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for these wonderful people, Lord. I want to thank you that there is power in the good news of Jesus, that you are not a puny God. And I'm sorry, Lord, for the ways that we make you so small and ourselves so very, very big sometimes. And we humble ourselves before you tonight and we acknowledge your greatness and your power and your life and your willingness to partner with us so that we become your power in the earth. And we don't say that arrogantly, and we don't say that um, always believing it's possible. But God, if we're it, and we are what is now going to be revealed to this earth, 
then we want to commit today to be stirred up where we need to be stirred up, to respond to moments where we need to respond to moments and to live each day as your representatives and to be part of this incredible movement of paying forward what you have done for us. So help us all, Lord. Help us to remember. Help us. You say your Holy Spirit reminds us of things. And I trust that your spirit in each one of us will keep reminding us and prompting us of when this matters. And Lord, help us to roll the scroll. Help us to roll the scroll and live each day in heaven's presence. Thank you, Jesus. Lovely. Thank you. I think there's going to be a song to end. And then we're done.